0: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld.
1: A.K.A. A- Shep.
0: And it is officially Marketing a Talk. On these special episodes, we take a break from just reading the news and take a deeper look at a specific digital marketing topic. Today, we might actually be making some news because we are talking about new features coming to the Microsoft Audience Network, Microsoft's Advertising Microsoft Advertising's native ad platform, that is such a mouthful. These were all announced at the Elevate Summit on April 21st, but if you missed any of them, we're gonna go through them all now, which is awesome. So just like our famous Friday news shows, you'll be able to catch this episode on YouTube if you want to see the smiling faces of our special guests. First, someone you may know, partner and digital marketer at Cypress North and co-host of Marketing O'Clock, Greg Finn is here. Thanks for having me, Thank you for being here, Greg.
1: (laughs) Just like every other week.
0: Yeah. And we're also joined by Amanda Farley, Accounts Manager and Partner at SSDM. Hi, Amanda. Good to see you. Hi.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. And finally, please welcome John Lee, Head of Evangelism at Microsoft Advertising. Thank you so much for being here, John.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank you.
0: And again, I will be hosting today, but I'm sure I will have a lot of questions and comments for John, too, because we have some exciting stuff to get into. So let's get right to it, John. For people who are not familiar with the Microsoft Audience Network, can you give us this, Give us a little bit of background of what we should be aware of?
3: Absolutely, so it's native advertising in a nutshell, and this is a massive booming industry and everyone's got some flavor of it. You know, Google Display is a bit of a misnomer because I, I don't even know what the percentage breakdown is, but a big chunk of that is native. You get Yahoo with their pieces, which is now Verizon Media. You name it, on and on and on and on and on. Native is a big, big piece. And so this is our take on that. And, you know, coming to the table with Microsoft Properties, Outlook.com, the Edge Browser, MSN, but also strategic quality partners. And that runs the gamut from, you know, Weather.com, USA Today. But even CBS and, uh, you know, I think we've got Fox News and not Fox News, but like, you know, Fox Business uh, and a couple other high quality sites. So and that's an expanding publisher partnership system. But all of that is to say, OK, we've got native. We've also built a lot of really great features when you think audience targeting and and how we approach search, but applying that now to native advertising. And so, again, if you're familiar with native, it's just our flavor, our take on that, bringing it to market.
0: Awesome. And then Amanda and Greg from the agency side, I just wanted you guys to give a quick overview of your experience with the Microsoft Advertise, Microsoft Audience Network, any overarching strategies or who should be using this. I'll start with you, Greg.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I'm probably going to do the same thing. I've, I've trained myself not to say Bing ads and say Microsoft <laughs> advertising, but almost too much. So right. if it's Microsoft what, something with an A, you know, <laughs> there's a good chance I might slip up as well. I mean, I, I I think the big thing, you know, is additional reach, you know, and that's that's really who this is geared for is, is a, you know, going after specific uh, audiences that make sense um, and doing it off of search, which is, you know, something that, you know, Bing does well with search, obviously, Microsoft Bing, rather, <laughs> and, you know, um, and, and having that extra reach, I think, is, is something um, that is so beneficial. And and I'll kick it over to Amanda as well.
2: Um, Yes. And I've actually been calling, I've just been using the MCAN when I talk about it, when then nobody really knows what I'm talking about. And I think that's just because I've been hanging out with John too much talking about this stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the Microsoft advertising network I think is a game changer just from a quality perspective, which is a lot of what, Um, our conversations have been about as we've been really pushing this forward at the agency and for clients. um, Because with some of the other platforms, like when you think about brand safety and that kind of thing, um, it gets really challenging. And with the way that things are running right now at Microsoft, like the network is just really high quality inventory. And then also from a, uh, if you are interested in kind of B2B marketing or ABM marketing where you want to pull in LinkedIn data and to be able to leverage that into native advertising. Um, it's just been, it's been really good. So yeah, definitely B2B advertisers are those looking for high quality placements and also targeting opportunities. It's great. Yeah, so, yeah.
3: And if I may jump in. So, you know, Greg, one thing I heard you say is that, you know, extending search and that's really where things started. So for those that have been on the being ads now marketing advertising trained for a while you know we've been dabbling in the native space for some time and extending that off of search campaigns and that's that was kind of the the nascent egg if you will of where things have have, you know whatever the word is to come out of the egg yeah be born um <laughs> <laughs> into what is now the microsoft audience network and we're still doing that right we can take a search campaign and extend it right and, and that's Think contextual targeting using your keywords, right, to to target the audience network. But we're we're also running pure audience ads campaigns, which would be analogous to what you might be doing on the Google Display Network. And then yeah, I mean Amanda, the 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 LinkedIn profile targeting piece when you think B2B, I mean that's it's priceless, right? I can't I can't speak enough positive to that. But it's for more than just B2B, and and the demographics have proved that out. And I'll I'll make sure to share so slides that, that can get included to, to, to talk to that.
1: Yeah, and and one other thing on, on that point before we get into some of the other items, um, John, when you had mentioned the, the search aspect, I think some people that have used the audience network along with search might, have, um, might see a whole new world in use after some of these cases here, right? And, and if you've done that before and not used it as, what I think it really is like, again, a fantastic native platform. Um, I think you might want to reconsider and try this again and not have it be an extra add-on to search, but be its own channel. And and I think that's one big takeaway. Mm -hmm. I just wanna let people know is if you run across it before and it didn't work for you, it does not mean that is the case today.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself, Greg. (laughs)
0: Awesome. So let's get into our first big announcement because the Microsoft Audience Network is expanding to new markets. Right, John? Can you tell us more about that?
3: Yeah, and I, I would I would put air quotes around new in that uh, the United States uh, and United Kingdom, uh, you know, came out of, of beta and pilot status to, to be generally available. And uh, you know, that's great. Um, a couple of months back, we've been doing testing in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. So really, the big news there is that those now also are are out of beta, meaning that you don't need to raise your hand, say, hey, I want to be a tester. Anyone targeting those markets now has access. And and, and that is not just the extending through a search campaign, but an isolated audience ads campaign. We're also doing testing in France and Germany. And so I don't know the exact timeline of when those will come out of, of beta, but all that is to say, we're pushing this forward in a big way. And who knows, you know, we may have a conversation in six months time and have a whole handful of new markets to add to that list.
0: That's great, because I know we have some clients that want to shift more budget to Microsoft. And that was like the only thing holding them back was that they weren't more generally available. Amanda, are you excited about this change?
2: Yeah, I think it opens up the opportunity. Um, A lot of my clients, they are. Uh, they might have US focus, but then like global headquarters and things like that. So there was limitations with some of the things they wanted to push forward. So yeah, I think this is a huge opportunity.
3: I was just gonna say, I mean, just like historically, when I've had what I because again, for those that don't know, I was agency side before I came to Microsoft. And when I would have, you know, relatively big clients, very rarely were they only US, mm-hmm. right, or just UK, they're most businesses now are operating at some level of a global scale. And so we know that we, being Microsoft Advertising, and so driving to get there, right? We're we're pushing forward on that path.
0: Anything to add, Greg?
1: Um, I mean, my only thing to add is is that this is really welcomed at this time. I'd say in digital digital advertising in general, and anybody that listens to the show knows that we're hashtag Team Microsoft Advertising here. Um, but you know, I just you you. You can expand, um, obviously, your reach in these new locations while using a platform that you're familiar with and while being backed by Microsoft that, in my opinion, and I think in 99% of digital advertisers' opinions, have the best support and care the most about, you know, clients. And I know that's something that um, with Facebook all the time you just see and if you look at FB ads chat um, hashtag on Twitter, it's why did I get shut down here? Why did I get this? So I think that there's a lot of really appealing um, elements of this and part of it to be honest and to be candid is Microsoft, right? That's what is backed by and something that we're familiar with.
0: Awesome. And I'm really excited about this next announcement I have on my list because there are new video ad capabilities coming, right, John?
3: That is right. And so you can't be in digital advertising And not understand the value and importance of video, both on your landing pages and your website, but in advertising. I mean, there's the 800 pound gorilla in the room with YouTube, but the, you know, native advertising big picture has this really strong backbone of video. And so I don't have the data right in front of me. I did this morning, but you know, something to the tune of, of, of $5 billion was dedicated to simply video on native advertising in 2020. five billion that's a really big number for video only on one specific channel right so it's a big addressable market and we know that that's appealing and so yes baking that in and so everywhere that you can be placed on the microsoft audience network all of the targeting features which which as the name implies leans heavily on audience targeting and market your remarketing pieces of course and the linkedin profile targeting all of that can be applied with video and so you know, if you're doing video already, awesome you've got the creative and again we've got a full spec sheet to show you what what it takes to pull that in but if you're already running video I guarantee you that you're in that pocket and so it should just be as simple as uploading and pushing that forward
0: yeah that was going to be my first question was you can just can you just upload it right to Microsoft you don't have to worry about hosting it on another site or anything like that
3: that's correct that's correct and you know I know we're talking about the audience network we're also, pushing forward with a new video extension for search. So actually bringing the the power of video to the actual search results page. And it's the same, it's the same infrastructure. And yeah, it's, I think it's 10 gigabyte max. Um, We're accepting all standard formats. So you think wave, move, MP4, but it's an, it's an extensive list (laughs) of formats that are applicable here. Uh, You know, I think it's 120 seconds max. That would be very long. Like anybody that's listening who's done video work knows that, you have a couple of seconds <laughs> to get somebody's attention, but there's the potential to upload up to 120 seconds.
0: Awesome. Will this be impression-based bidding or is there some option there?
3: Great, great question. Um, so up to this point, uh, the, the audience network has been strictly CPC. And you know that was something of, as we think about pulling our clients that are on search into native, there's certain comfort level, ease of use, all of those things, that made the most sense. But when we think video, just video is a bit different. And this is this will be us tiptoeing into the CPM universe. And so yes, when running video ads on the Microsoft Audience Network, it will be available to you to bid as CPC or to run as CPM.
0: Awesome. And it looks like you'll be able to have like some headlines in there too. It's not just your video creative, like you'll be able to add some copy.
3: That's correct. Well, So much like you create a, a, an image-based audience ad today, it's the big, beautiful image, and in this case, it'll be a big, beautiful thumbnail that will then be overlaid with either your short headline, long headline, sometimes including your business name. So all of those variances that you would expect with how we you know, look at it from a responsive native ad perspective would apply with the video. It's just a thumbnail versus a static image.
0: And I just have one more question on my end. Is this going to be available anywhere the Microsoft audience network is available? Is it a beta to start? How's the rollout working?
3: So this will be a pilot and, and, and just there's a vernacular here, right? So we start with pilots, which are still active clients coming in and participating. We move to a beta and the betas are more open, meaning it's typically there's gonna be some sort of a form you can fill out to join, don't necessarily need to be a managed client, right? Working with an account team, those types of things. So it's in pilot, so relatively early here, but all that is to say that we're starting in the United States, but looking at, we have active, active, active activity in all those markets we talked about earlier. So the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, et cetera. And so look for this pilot to expand past the US very quickly. But starting there, let's we gotta get our, our, you know, it's where let's admit it, it's where we have the bulk of our impression. So let's get our, our sea legs under us and then we'll start to proceed forward.
0: Great. I know the wheels are already spinning in my head. Greg, do you have any thoughts on clients that this would be great for?
1: I mean John's probably say everybody. And I probably would. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> of course. I mean, I I really I really enjoy the fact that this is video. and and the CPC has been kept personally, you know, I sort of have that mindset of a traditional search marketer. And, you know, it, it is very nice to know, again, I know Amanda talked about the quality of the inventory, but also that, you know, just with some of the issues around DSPs and things in general that, you know, some people might be wary if you're a big audience, Microsoft Audience Network fan of flipping to CPM, um, but people that are that, that like that can go do that and live there, and then people that you know are familiar with CPC can do that. So I mean, I, I I really think that that's another like no-brainer reason why you should test this, especially is because even if you aren't, again, some you know super awesome YouTube advertiser, you know, like, like you see that, that, that are on the front of all these ads. Pro- you probably heard one of these ads, you know, listening to the show here about people talking about these video ads. Like you can do it on a C- CBC
0: basis,
2: which is
1: fantastic.
0: Awesome. What do you think, Amanda?
2: Um, I think it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the DSP piece of it, because the working... Challenges with the DSPs is how we landed on testing stuff through the Microsoft Advertising Network, um, and yeah, I think this is just another thing, like next step to really amplify results. And I, I think this applies for ev- like everyone running this for that's going to run this. So having video formats running is super exciting for me.
3: And I'd be curious, just, you know, are are you already doing work, say, with YouTube as kind of the obvious Mm -hmm. go-to, you know, name drop there, but are you already doing video work that, you know, in your mind, would be like an easy one-to-one transition?
2: Yeah, and even, um, uh, because we also do a lot of, um, like, multi-location work, and we do a lot of that through uh, Facebook and Instagram, and we have a ton of video creative that's running, and of all different sizes and formats. So just thinking about pulling that in too, I think would be just, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. So yeah, nice. YouTube for sure, but um, just even thinking about the social side of video.
0: Very exciting, so many opportunities there. Okay, let's move on to our last announcement. This one was a big surprise to me, but there's so many possibilities here because there are new capabilities for Facebook advertisers with the Microsoft Audience Network, right John?
3: That's right. So for quite a long time, counted in years at this point, we've offered the ability, you know, using APIs for our clients to to bring their Google advertising campaigns over through an import process. And, you know, that's proved very useful. And we have a lot of clients that depend on that. They even automate behind that just to have it automatically refresh anything new, keywords, ads, et cetera. So building on that and understanding that when, when we think, native advertising. Yes, we can get a lot of that addressable market for people that are active on Google display, but where else might somebody be spending their time, their money that we aren't talking to, right? Who may not be the typical Google advertiser, the the typical Google to Microsoft advertising advertiser. Facebook is near the top of that list, right? And so when we think about addressable market, when we think about the the clear one-to-one corollaries We think about camp, just basic campaign structure and audience targeting variables. And then what what we're doing with the creative, we can pull that in. And so there is an API available. We are connected to that. Uh, And so yes, much like you do with Google today, you can plug in your login and just quickly say, yes, I want all campaigns or I want that campaign to pull through and set it to, to automatically update. So if you know you're gonna be refreshing creative on the Facebook side frequently, and you wanna make sure that, that gets carried over in a no brainer way, you can do that now. So all that goodness that we've built over the years with the Google import is now coming to you fast and furious for Facebook as well.
0: Great. So my first question, when I first read this, I thought it might be like the LinkedIn profile targeting, but it's different, right? We're like, we're not targeting people based on Facebook targeting, right?
3: that is correct so the the relationship here is simply a it's an api sync between our data facebook data and we're simply looking at what we can read and what we can map to our system so that has nothing to do with an audience that you've built any of the the you know cu- you know custom audience customer match type audiences you might have built there it's more of what is the campaign name? What's the budget? What are your ad sets look like? What were the bids? And then looking at the ads, both the copy, but also the image and pulling all of that in. And when it comes to the audiences as well, it, you know, and, and I need to double check myself here, but on the Google side, we're able to read your remarketing list rules. So, okay. How are you thinking of building your remarketing lists? If it's not available on day one, it will be shortly. If you'd be able to do the same with Facebook, say, okay, how do you have remarketing lists set to build? Not pulling the individuals in the audience, but the rule, carry it over and to start map going forward. So it's it's really just making a map of what's in Facebook that can be in our system and just bringing it over.
0: Okay, cool. And so this is a beta to start, right?
3: That's correct. Yeah. Much like we talked about with video, uh, starting in, in the U.S. and then opening up um, soon, Uh, But yeah, this is one where, you know, we we have conversations internally around, oh, man, it's like, we know, we know the market, we know the scope and the scale, the potential that's there. And how do we get out and how do we talk to non-search buyers, right? Because we have something to offer them and, and that maybe we didn't, you know, two years ago, three years ago. And so this is just another pathway. So like, I mean, personally, I'm excited, but I'm also, you know an ad geek. Um, so <laughs> maybe I'm biased. Um, but no, I think it opens opens us up to a new audience. It's a new conversation to have. And when we can approach it with, we've got something to offer and we've made it super easy, super efficient for you to get up and running. You know, I'm I'm very optimistic about what that could be.
0: Yeah. It sounds like there's so many possibilities here. Amanda, what do you think about how you could use this for your clients?
2: I'm so excited at the streamlined piece of this. And putting my ops hat on for a second. On client side, you don't have to go back and go through approvals and reviews and making sure all of that is happening, but you also don't have to go back to the creative team either. It's just, hey, we want to expand and you just automatically do it. So from the user perspective, making it easy, but just even in that operational communication process, I think this is going to make things way, way better. Um, And especially if you have top performing Campaigns that are running already and just being able to port those over into Microsoft, I think's a huge advantage.
0: Yeah. Sounds awesome. And now even with the last announcement, like you'll be able to import your video ads too, right, John?
3: I'm not ready to answer that in the moment. <laughs> I need to go and fact I need to go and fact check that one. I, I don't know if we're ready for that just yet, but the writing is on the wall mm-hmm. of what is possible.
0: Awesome. Greg, what do you think about how you could use this for clients?
1: I I think Amanda kind of hit the nail on the head, and you know, especially if if you aren't like sometimes there's different teams running different accounts, and you might be running just the the you know display and search, and you might not have the assets to get from the team doing the Facebook you know ads, and and you could easily sync that over and get that instantly. I mean, that is phenomenal. That's you know worth its weight in gold right there, just to be able to pull that through. You know, the only thing again that I I imagine john would would be a proponent for as well is that um, you know, making sure that that everything looks good right like that's the one thing to to double check and it's it's like with any google import you do as well to microsoft advertising you know like it helps you tremendously save time but it's still that final check the final tweaks running through making sure things are there and then testing you know like but it it saves so much potential time that i'm i'm very excited about this
3: yeah so i i just wrote an article you know talking about automation big picture and you know i name dropped a few features here and there but really it's something that i've been a proponent of for a long time and that is i mean yes you know, don't set it and forget it, right? That's the cheesy phrase, but automation requires strong input and then it requires follow through as well. And so I, I tend to lump the imports uh, now that we have multiples, right? The Google and the Facebook, that's a form of automation, right? You're kind of skipping a few of those manual build steps to carry along And again, that's why it's efficient. But if you're not doing that review does it look good, you know, did the, did the copy come out the way I thought it would, are the settings what I thought they should be all of that, then, right. You're setting yourself up for failure, potential failure, right? So double check. And then of course, test, test and test again.
0: Yeah. Especially with the targeting differences that you mentioned, I think that's something that you definitely want to double check after the
3: import. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Is there anything else from the summit that you want to go over before we leave, John?
3: Oh goodness, well related to the Microsoft audience network I, I don't believe so. There's a lot of stuff dropping though with Elevate this week. So hopefully you know, hopefully you're all seeing, you know, the, the tweets and the the LinkedIn posts and countless articles coming out of everywhere. Um yeah. but no, I, again, if anybody has questions, you know, definitely hit me up. But with the with the audience network, these were the these were the features that I think I was personally most excited about. Uh, so definitely happy to have been here and talking about them today.
0: Yeah. And I know even on our show, we just have like another announcement for Microsoft advertising every week. You guys are rolling out stuff left and right. It's so exciting.
3: Yeah, you just talked about the the, the automotive piece, I think. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Love fun that.
0: stuff. Very exciting. I don't have any automotive clients, but I would love to test it if I could.
3: What about tourism?
0: <laughs> oh, could you use it for tour? Oh, is that a different ad?
3: Type. Mm, yeah. <laughs>
0: Ooh, teasing. Perfect timing because it's all coming yeah, back now. It's,
3: it's all well, and it's all getting announced at the same time, right? So, yeah, uh, tour, tourism. So, I think tours and activities as well as uh, property. So, you know, starting with hotels, but long term, think the rentals and the like. So, again, if you're in either of those spaces,
0: that's awesome. So maybe Amanda and Greg, while we're here, do you guys have any thoughts about the future of the Microsoft Advertising Network or like new features you'd like to see? Amanda, I'll start with you.
2: Um, so on the future, and I've been saying this a lot, talking as I've been talking about this and we've been pushing this forward with clients, um, there's been a lot of talk in the industry about the, the platform wars and like just all the craziness. And I'm like, my money's on Microsoft, just the way that you guys are thinking about it, the um, commitment to the users and the quality and just the innovation piece. It's just, uh, it's been really cool. So I'm excited for not just these, but all the next steps after that. I, uh, yeah, it's been really great working, working on this stuff. So
3: I love that. We're, we're your dark horse <laughs> bet. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Greg?
1: Um, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I might steal some of John's thunder here. Cause I heard the stat earlier today and I looked up and I was so surprised. Um, of how fast Edge has grown, essentially, you know, that it's now more people use Microsoft Edge than than Firefox, um, which was surprising to me. And, and you know, one of the things that's, that people look for from an advertising standpoint is something that can actually drive meaningful numbers, you know, and we live in this, this, uh, things are segmented so much. And, you know, you can tell people to go hop over on specific subreddits and things like that for advertising, but you kind of limit the exposure you have. And with the Microsoft audience network, um, you, you have this this huge ability to reach so many people. And if you use Edge, I am a huge Edge proponent, as everybody on the show knows. I just talk about it all the time. <laughs> Um, I mean, you you load up the home screen and there's an ad there and I don't hate it. Like it's usually something great. So um, I think, again, it's it's something that you should definitely not sleep on, um, something you should definitely test. And then some of the features to Amanda's point, like having the ability to bid CPC on video, I think is a game changer. Um, but if you're looking to, to actually drive meaningful numbers, um, this is something that you should test out. 100%.
0: I, I couldn't
3: have said yeah. it better myself, right? So um, I'm coming guess, for
1: your job, John.
3: <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess so. Because, yeah, it's that tech stack. Like, what are we doing just as Microsoft? And when we think about consumers, but also business users, and how do we bring that right to you, the client, in a meaningful way? And without that, all of the bells and whistles, all of the ad features are for naught, right? If we don't have meaningful impressions, meaningful users to, to, to bear for that, it's all for naught. So, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. And to
1: even add one more thing to it, it's on a platform that's stable and easy to use, right? Like, I mean, that's another thing is, it, so there's so much frustration with something like Facebook ads manager. Like there's, I, I don't hear people complain about Microsoft and I don't even hear people complain about um, Google ads specifically other than when it goes down. So I again, mean, these are like platforms that are, are user-friendly.
2: Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I would say we're, we're not, you know, not free of, of blame and and not to say that we don't have our own hiccups. And also just I've been on this ride for a very long time. I mean, only four and a half years as as a Microsoft employee, but I've been in this industry now for 15 years and I mean, we've come a long way, baby, right. To use that phrase. And so both the, the web UI, but you know, even what we're doing with our editor tool and yeah, I mean, that's years years of development and learning and coming back to all of you our clients to say hey you know we know it's not perfect what can we fix and then taking the feedback and actually going and doing it and so we strive to get better every day and and it i love to hear that it sounds like we are so
2: yeah and even on the support side too you know we were struggling with uh, approvals for a little bit on um some of the microsoft advertising network but the support and response time and like real human interaction that was like really quick and helpful and got us moved forward. Um, it just, it makes a big difference when you talk about some of the different platforms we work with and where there just isn't support at all. So I think uh, you you your team's just done a great job on all that.
0: I can't believe Thank we've you. gotten this far without talking about Microsoft support. It's just night and day so much better <laughs> than what you're used to. It's the best.
2: Yes, it is. It is. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know it could be this great. Like this is, there's real humans. Yeah.
0: So. And it's funny. Cause Greg said, you never hear anyone complain. And I remember like one time on the show, I had a complaint that there was a feature that wasn't available in the editor yet, the offline editor. And literally the next week it was there. Like, it's like, you're listening to me
2: <laughs> well, and supports, not just like entry-level sales reps, which is mm-hmm. a huge difference. Like anybody that's been in here too, knowing just some of the different levels of reps. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. So if you're listening and you haven't tested it yet, I don't know what you're doing. You got to get on this.
3: <laughs> and if any of our of our you know account teams and support personnel are listening, I hope you've taken all this kind all these kind words to heart.
0: <laughs> Definitely. We love you. <laughs> I want to thank Amanda, John, and Greg again for joining me. You can catch Greg on Marketing o'clock every Friday, rain or shine. Greg, where can people get in touch with you if they want to talk more about the Microsoft Audience Network?
1: I am at Greg Finn on Twitter. I'll probably just redirect you over to John, but you can also, we have call.marketingclock.com if you want to give us a call and be on the podcast.
0: Awesome. Amanda, where can people get in touch with you?
2: Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at AFRIET, that's F-R-I-E-D-T, or just like follow PPC chat. I'm usually always there. Um, or shoot me an email, amanda at amanda.ssdm.co.
0: And we'll put all that information in our show notes as well. John, thank you so much again for being here. Where can people get in touch with you if they want to talk more about this?
3: Yeah, I'll I'll join the bandwagon because I am on Twitter literally every day, all day. So, uh, just John underscore A underscore Lee used to be something else entirely, but uh, yeah, forgive the underscores.
0: Awesome. It is now officially not marketing a talk. If you're looking for a digital marketing news and a lot of really bad puns, please be sure to subscribe. We release new episodes with Jess Bud and Mark Saltarelli every Friday, in addition to these special roundtables that we are releasing every month. So thank you, and we will see you next month.